always a good time when we make it halfway through the week. We're going to break down the Wednesday slate. WinDailySports.com, we got your projection models. We have your optimizer articles every single day of the week. Golf is right around the corner. If you missed the PGA DraftCast show, make sure you lock in, man. These guys have been hot with their bets. First-round leader, outright matchups, course breakdowns, DFS, and big shout-out to Spencer. Hook me up with a nice lineup on Sunday. Been hot all week with MLB, man. It's a big tournament coming around the corner on DraftKings that I'm prepping for. So got to get hot when the summer's around and these big tournaments in MLB. It's all we really have, man. No more NBA. Big shout-out to the Warriors for taking it down. But, Adam, Wednesday night, every day, every night, you're here to break down pitchers, man. And looks like a tough little slate, and it looks like we have some gifts as well. So I'm not going to tell you – who I'm looking at, I got two guys penciled into my DraftKings lineup already. If you say the same two that I got, I'll be really happy because Tuesday was shitty. Tuesday was a a minefield. (laughs) Strider and Cortez. Cortez I was worried about a little bit because he's been shaky after coming out of nowhere. Um, Strider, you know, I knew it was hot in Atlanta, and I had a a lot of Atlanta stacks, so I was a little bit worried there as well, but you know, there was there were some landmines. Let's avoid them, and maybe we avoid them up top, down low. You tell me where you're going first, man. Then I'll tell you who I like. So you know, it's funny because you know we have the segment that's ace of the slate, and I think me and Tony have talked about this. But for whatever reason, whenever me and you were on, there's always somebody up top that I really like, and I'm behind. When it's me and Tony, since I think we get more of the weekends, it's you know it tends to be somebody that's a bit lower priced, and I think that's the case tonight because when you say ace of the slate. It doesn't always mean most expensive guy. That means who am I hitching my wagon to and who's going to be the guy that is in the majority of my lineups. And at least as we're sitting here today, before the slate, before we're really building, I think it's Shohei Otani. Because the top end of this pitching slate, man, does it look rough. (laughs) It it is not enjoyable. You're one for one. Let's see if you can go two for two. Who's the second guy I got penciled in right now? Are, are you penciling in somebody expensive or somebody cheap? Give me at least that in. There's no cheating, man. Make a pick, man. You're one for one. You, you can get some X's in there. Let's see who you got. Uh, I think the other guy's going to be George Kirby. Yes, sir. There Lock him in. Right, we haven't go. talked about it. Nothing was even... Otani was easy, man. He's eighty five hundred going against Kansas City. He could he could definitely suck. You know, Otani's had some bad games this season, but at eighty five hundred, I think he's safe for 20, 15, 20, pretty safe. K upside, obviously, he can break thirty. Yeah. And then I love Kirby when he falls into the zone, man. Anytime Kirby falls into a six thousand dollar zone and he gets Oakland, sign me up. Look, in his last four and his last five starts. Low, 9.1 against Boston, one of the hottest hitting teams in the MLB right now. High of 29.9 against Baltimore. And he faced Oakland, you know, about three weeks ago. He got 16 and a half. I'm down with any of those numbers. On this type of slate, I'm down. I don't want to really pitch, you know, Scooville versus Boston. No. Do I really want to pitch um, Rodon versus San Atlanta. Fran? Not really. Do I want to go Rodon against Atlanta? Not really. Lauer versus St. Louis? Nah, no, I don't. I don't, don't want to go there either. So, And then you got McKenzie and Gray going against each other. These guys don't really – you know, Gray's been pissing me off. I've been getting him on these K-props, and he kind of comes out early. McKenzie's safer, uh, but he's going against Minnesota, a better hitting team. So 
The other guy that I was going to ask you about, because I know you, you're on top of these starters, and it's scary, but this dude, Baz, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing this guy's last name right, um, Tampa Bay, he, he was a stud. He's a top prospect, but um, he's going against the Yankees, man. Thoughts there on Baz and anybody else in the mix here? So I'm going to back up just for a second and, you know, kind of talk about Otani. And the good thing with him is, you know, yes, he does have some inconsistencies. But the the weak spot against him up until really this year have been the left side of the plate. Even that, man, he's got mostly in line. Like, the Woba's over 310, but the BABIP is 329. The K rate's still over 30%. XIP is only 2.90. Otani's really got the lefties much more under control than he has at any other point. And you talked about that start for George Kirby. The funny thing is, so he scores 16. He gives up uh, eight hits. And if you look at his exit from that start, it was .99. You could argue that metrics-wise, it was probably his best start of his career. So I'm definitely on board again. I don't think he's going to give up another eight hits, another four runs there. You're flirting with 20. As far as Baz goes, this whole slate is just a really wild pitching slate. It's going to be a difficult one to really predict. I think he might be the biggest wild card on the slate. So he he only has 21.2 regular season innings in his career. It's just not a big sample. But when you're looking at what he does against the right side, which is what you want against these Yankees, it's a 201 Woba. The average is under 120. The K rate is over 36%. Like on the surface, this is the exact kind of pitcher that if I'm going to go against the Yankees, this is who I want. I want somebody that can handle the right side. And I want somebody that has a strikeout upside that Baz is going to bring. He's probably only going to be at a, about 80 pitches. That you know that that's not ideal, but at 80 pitches he can strike out eight through five or six scoreless innings, like he did against Baltimore. I know Baltimore is not the Yankees' offense, but if his splits even remotely hold up against the right side as they have so far in his career, I mean, if you got 22 from an 8K pitcher, you're going to be pretty excited. Yeah, the the 80 pitch count is one Roughly. of the question marks that I wanted to come to you with. If he's at 80, he's got to be near flawless against a very, you know, tough hitting team. So that takes me off him a little bit. And his counterpart, I know Cortez got hit by Tampa, you know, for the home run ball. And pretty much every single ball that was hit was like to the fence that didn't go out. Um, so he just didn't have his stuff. Now, with Montgomery at 7,400, interesting. He's been pretty damn consistent as of yet, you know, as of late, two five starts, averaging over 16 in those five starts. You know, he just went out there against Toronto, pitched six innings, five Ks. He's been getting four or five Ks pretty much every start. So I think Montgomery's playable. And I don't even want to say this guy's name. And I know you're going to yell at me for it, but if you want to take a flyer, maybe some Waka. You know, it's still Detroit. Detroit doesn't really worry me too much. I think Waka is a guy you can throw out there if you just you can't get up to Montgomery or you can't get up to Boz or you know, you don't want to play Kirby, which I, I would definitely lock in Kirby a thousand times over. Um, just in case Kirby has a bad start, I think Walker in 150 lineups, he's definitely playable. Um, he won't make my first five or six lineups, but he's definitely playable. Anybody else that we haven't named that you might want to throw a dart at? Um, probably not really. I do think Walker is a good call, especially if Kirby or Jordan Montgomery is chalky which I, I tend to think one of them is going to be, if not maybe even both. Both, yeah. Uh, yeah, or, uh, Waka could be a nice kind of pivot off both those guys because, like, Montgomery just hasn't shown that strikeout upside. Yeah, he's getting four to five every start, but he's not getting more than that. He hasn't been over five in the past ten. 
Kirby, you know, we know he's a young guy, doesn't have a lot of innings at any level. Yeah, it's Oakland, but, you know, that that's still not – like, he's not the kind of pitcher where any matchup is a gimme yet. Yes, the upside is certainly there, and I'm really excited for him. That doesn't mean he can't, you know, go out and get rocked. It's certainly possible. And if Waka doesn't, you could be sitting pretty. Yeah, if you're making one lineup, I say you lock Kirby and Otani, you don't really think twice. You know, the fact that I came in, those are the only two guys I penciled in, and Adam guessed right, and he liked it. And he's super confident because he's also he's feeling good about his pirates, man. This pirates uh have Let's awakened. Go. Let's go. They they've awakened. <laughs> um and they might, you know, they might breathe some life into you before your your real team, the the Steelers come into town and, and football starts again because I know you know you're looking good out there. The team is coming around, but your boy Chase Claypool has got to just close his damn he mouth. Need, he needs to be quiet. <laughs> yeah, Bro. it's like you, you, about, you're about you catch the balls first, okay? But yeah, you're on. an idiot off the field. You're an idiot off the field, and now it's like not even in season. You're calling yourself a top three wide receiver. Like you're probably Listen, not even a top three wide receiver on your team. Like, I get. You, if you're playing receiver in the NFL, you have to have wild confidence. That's yeah. fine. I get it. You know, sometimes discretion is the better part of valor, and you should just be quiet. Yeah. Oh, unless, less like you proved yourself. Like if you really are, yeah, like Devontae sure. Adams, and then you could go talk all you want, man. Not even, but... not even a top three team in your division. Maybe, maybe yeah, not even a top three wide receiver on your team. Like at times, like at times, you know, you don't even want to play this dude. But back to baseball, man. We we laid out the pitches for you. Stacks, it's crazy how, like, two weeks will change the entire outlook of a DFS lineup. But are your Pittsburgh Pirates going to be, like, the most popular stack? Um, <laughs> I don't know going... if they'll be crazy. I mean, O'Neill Cruz is going to be popular again. I think he was pushing, like, almost 50% on GBP last uh, night. DraftKings, look, DraftKings, they move quick, man. They move them oh, from yeah. 2,000 to 2,700, oh, man. 2,700. So, <laughs> yeah, really, they really, really... move. They really moved up on him. <laughs> and wait, Zawinski, still 2,200. He just averages like 10 to 15 points a game at three home runs in one game. 11 home runs in the season. Yeah, let's keep big, him at 2,200. Free square. Yeah. Go for it. Big Dan's only 2,700. He's he's motoring along there at first base. I mean, this is a very, very affordable team. Uh, Bly Matters hit his first home run uh, of his career. He's still only 3,600. You Super know what pissed me off? Team. You know what pissed me off on, on Tuesday? My first two players in were Sawinski and Cruz. And then I, I liked a couple other $2,000 players. I kept on making lineups that had, had legitimately my favorite stack, which were either the Braves or the Cardinals. Um, and I had some Astros as well. Every single lineup had like 2000 3000 left yep. over. And I just couldn't click Caesar's button. Like, I was there so many times. Like, nah, I really want Contreras or Strider. And it just yep. shit happens. But, look, these guys are free squares. They're they're mashing the ball, too. Like, they're really hitting it. And they get Chicago. Um, so, I think you can keep on playing. Sawinski, obviously, Cruz. Um, now, Cruz the is no longer is outfield eligible. So, that might That's change fine. a little bit. I, but, I mean, I don't know about you, but I've been playing at shortstop more often, you know, the first two games anyways, because it's easier to find an outfield value than it is at shortstop. And yeah, especially one around. that brings that upside, you know? Yeah, I've been bouncing around. Like, on, on Tuesday, Edmund was only shortstop eligible. I like the Cardinals stack, so yeah. I had to play him in the outfield in a couple of But, like, if you play Kirby and Otani, just for shits and giggles, with Vogelbach, Cruz, and Sawinski, you have an average – 
for your other five spots of fifty four sixty. Yeah, I mean you're playing an all star team. Yeah, so you get you you lock up Trout. Um, now Acuna is going against Rodon. JD Martinez going against Scooble. Buxton against McKenzie. Like you can get all these guys and judge against Boz. Like I think you go maybe Juan Soto at fifty three hundred yeah. uh, in the outfield against. You know, he's got the easier matchup, you know, against Wells, I believe. Third base, you can go Jose Ramirez against Sonny Gray, or you can go Arenado um, versus Lauer. Are you fading, you know, these Atlanta bats, like while we're talking about stacks here, are you fading Atlanta bats against Rodon? Super hot probably? Not really. No, not Not really. really, right? Listen, it's obviously a riskier stack because Rodon is talented, but like, the Braves are in the top three of every offensive category we look at against lefties. They, they just destroy them. And, yeah, they're missing Ozzy Albies, but they really haven't skipped a beat very much so far. And, you know, you as a Mets fan certainly knows that. And, like, Rodon has had issues at, at certain points through this year. Yeah, he's hot, and he, he's hit 30 in his last two. But, again, he, he got the Pirates at the exact right time before they called people up. Okay, the 30, 30 DK against the Dodgers is impressive, but – you know, you look and you got 12, 17, 4. St. Louis, who's another really, really good lefty hitting team, crushed him for negative 8. That kind of an outcome is on the table for Rodon tonight. What do you think about this lineup real quick? I, I'm, I'm going to roll this for 15 bucks. I'm already going to send it in. Basically, Kirby Otani with the three-man mini. This is not a stack. It was just a fun lineup. I'm like, let me see what happens. Vogelbach, O'Neill Cruz, and Sawinski. And then I get my choice of the 5K guys. I get Sal Perez catching. I got Luis Ariz at second base. Jose Ramirez at third base. And then Trout and Soto in the outfield. Seems That's, pretty solid to me. Nice little cash pretty, game lineup, maybe. Pretty ridiculous. Yeah. And it, I don't really feel like I have any punts, even at pitchers. Like, I feel like I have no. the two best pitchers. Well, let's, let's, let's roll this lineup out. Um, favorite stacks of you had to just nail down, like rate your top three stacks. I know Pittsburgh's fun. They're cheap. They just make everything work so easily. But if you had to rate some other stacks as, as complete five man stacks, where are you at? I mean, I really do like the Cubs stack on the other side of this. You know, we're starting Jared Eikhoff. Um, you know, the last time we saw him in the majors, uh, 595 Woba to the left side, uh, exit over five to each side of the plate. Contreras, Hap, uh, uh, Morrell, pretty much the entire top half of the Chicago Cubs lineup is in play here. Because once you get past Eikhoff, you you start getting into the Pirates' bullpen, which is still a weak spot as well. Let me ask you more of a strategy question here, and it also comes down to this this slate itself. Um, Looking at ownership, when we get, you know, throughout the day, hop on our expert chat at WindailySports.com. I put out the ownership projections. If you don't have access to our lineup optimizer or projection model, I'll go ahead and do that in our expert chat. Really easy to get in there. Just click the Discord button on windailysports.com. But if we were smart enough to to stack San Fran, I was smart enough to stack Atlanta, but I like Strider. You know, one of these pitchers up top are probably not going to have a great game. They're going to be owned with Rodon, Lauer, Morton, Scooble, now let's even throw in Sonny Gray and McKenzie and Baz. And, and let's throw in Montgomery, too. Um, I don't even want to go to Otani. I want him to be clean. But and all so these rest Otani of the guys. tomorrow, I'm in trouble. I'm going to tell yeah, you Yeah, so I don't want to talk about that. Let's stay positive on him. But all these other guys, you know, 
which one of these would you like to stack against? Is it Atlanta bats against Rodone, St. Louis bats against Lauer, San Fran again against Morton, it's, Boston as, versus Scooble? Which as one is long it? As, as long as Paul Goldschmidt's back in the lineup at St. Louis for me. Eric Lauer's kind of turning back into Eric Lauer that we've known for so long. He's a fine pitcher, but he's not what he was putting out there in that first, you know, month to six weeks of the season. The, you know, the Cardinals are, again, one of the best lefty-hitting lineups in baseball. Yeah. Goldschmidt sat with a back issue yesterday, so I really do want to make sure he's in. If he's out, I, I still like some of the bats, but it wouldn't be a full stack at that point. And then that's when I would probably turn to the Braves and just get some of these right, right-handed hitters. You know, Swanson, Acuna, Riley, William Contreras, Ozuna, Art Darno, whoever's in that lineup from the right side. I'm very interested in because Rodon, does, he throws the fastball so much. And that's another part of his issue. Like Atlanta's the best fastball hitting team in the league right now. It's it's really not a good matchup on paper for him. Yeah. And when you, when you factor in um, the heat, it was hot on Tuesday. It's probably going to be hot, you know, Wednesday night as well. You add that in, man, the ball carries where it's hotter outside in Atlanta. It could be hot and humid most likely again. So definitely factor that in. I got to ask you one last question, man. We cover props over Wind Daily Sports. Dave does a great job with it. You do a great job with it. What's your thoughts? They're not up yet, but George Kirby, what do you think his K prop is going to be after, you know, a couple down games here, let's call it? They'll probably put it at 4.5 and put some big juice on it. I bet he's like 4.5 for like minus 150, which hopefully through the day that kind of rolls to 5.5 and at least gets me to even or – like plus 105 or something. Somehow the sports book are, are crazy enough to put it back to three and a half where we saw earlier this season. I'm betting the house. I on mean, it. <laughs> you might, you might <laughs> need a second mortgage for that one. Yeah. If they do that, man, even four and a half sounds sexy enough, but three and a half because he's been a little shaky, man. So I don't know. Yeah, this is a possibility because the last start, six K's, four K's, three K's. Um, last time out against Oakland, no, he had nine K's. So that is uh, a potential reason why they probably have him back up. You know, four and a half is probably the number. I can see five and a half as well. So make sure you check us out at windailysports.com to check out our props. We put them in our Discord. Adam puts a core um, core group of guys that he likes for FanDuel, DraftKings, and Yahoo, and our expert chat. If you're not in this expert chat, you're definitely missing out. You got to go to our projection models on Windaily Sports, our, our lineup optimizer, read all the articles. We've been crushing it in golf, too. If you haven't played golf DFS or bet golf DFS, we've hit some outrights. we hit some first-round leaders. And we've been cashing a lot of tournament lineups as well. So make sure you lock in with that. And, again, we'll be back tomorrow breaking down the Thursday day slate. A lot of good baseball to be had. And, Adam, I just want to say congratulations, man. You have a professional baseball team back in Pittsburgh, man. This team is actually – they were a team that I was pitching against every single day, and now I want to stack them every single day. So uh, shout out to you, man. That that lineup looks legit, and you, you look like you got some studs now for the future. Yeah, they're not going to be good yet, but at least they're fun to watch finally. And that's, I yeah. mean, if we're going to be bad, at least give me some people to watch, and it looks like that might finally have happened. There you go, man. Well, we'll be back tomorrow. Everybody have a good Wednesday. Make some money, and let's turn your love of sports into a profit center. <laughs>